Hey guys, I'm Adam Fennig. I'm Cody Sisko. I'm Kevin Tushlaw. And you're tuned in to the Talk and Shed podcast. And, uh, you know, we've done Dad and Dave and Seth, and mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, we're on to Kevin. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll dig, dig into Kevin here in a little bit. Uh, just some real quick housekeeping stuff today, I, I believe, is episode 12. Today is, I think, January 12th. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Next mm-hmm. week's Fort Wayne Farm Show. Yep. Um, so, yep. yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys have, if this, if this is the first one you've listened to, I urge you to go back and there's some really good ones with uh, Dad and Dave Gunkelman and Jeff Worley and us and, and all that. But let's dive into Kevin. Um, why don't you talk to us about your territory, what you do here and all that. So I guess I work mainly in Indiana, uh, south of 70 and a couple counties north of 70. I will get into a little bit of uh, Ohio between uh, Richmond to Dayton, down the Cincinnati area, yep. Washington Courthouse some, and I'll even go up to a little bit of Southern Michigan as well, kind of a little bit of everywhere. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, last week we were up at Seth and Tammy's and talked about that area and how, you know, Fenny Equipment didn't really have a whole lot of a presence up there at, when they jumped on board, but, um, you know, being you're only what an hour south of the shop hour south yep um i would say there's i'd say you've done a pretty good job of covering that area i mean there's a lot of stuff down there yeah i would say when i started there really wasn't much down there for the fact of business from vending equipment side yeah most of the guys never heard of us or if they did it was you know they might have bought a couple of other parts here and there from it so right it's been a lot of just time an effort of just slowly building it to where people are seeing my face, you know, more and more often and having that grow into what it is today, which is still by no means, you know, a saturated market. There's still people out there I haven't got to yet or right. still haven't purchased anything. From right. Fendig. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what do you think drives people, you know, cause obviously people are getting stuff elsewhere, you know, before, you came on what do you think drives people to maybe maybe not only you but Fenny equipment you know how, how are you able to build that market what do you do I, don't know, I guess I'm a pretty big believer that ag is a pretty large relationship based um, market to where I try to just introduce myself to and usually that's why it takes forever just because I try to introduce myself and then if there's someone that we just happen to you know you know get on the right foot with people then that if you know, evolves into actually, you know, products right on the ground floor. So, right. I think a lot of what we do, a lot of times people don't even know we have it. And so when you have that relationship, you know, they have an idea in their head and they kind of call you like, Hey, I want to do this, but you're going to have to tell me how, or, you know, yeah, that, that's one of the things I struggle the most with when I first introduce myself to someone is trying to not act like I'm there just to try to sell them anything and everything. Right. It's actually find out what they have a problem with or what their pain point is, and if it actually is something that we can fix or not. Right. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Right. To where you know you might be talking to someone for two hours, and at the end of the day, you figure out, man, I do not have a solution to that problem. Right. And you just hope for the next problem that they do have that you do have a solution, and they will call you right. because of that. Right. Um. Let's back up a step, a couple steps, and get back to your background. Let's start with, you know, out of high school. Go from there. Yeah, so out of high school, I went to Purdue. Uh, was there from 08 to 12. 
And then really, I guess when I was there, I always thought I'd be a, was going to go into seed sales and, you know, work at the family farm. But after, I guess my first summer up there, I realized that seed sales is pretty darn cutthroat and wasn't really, I guess, my, my avenue. So, uh, after, after college, I ended up getting a job with the climate corporation, which I thought was kind of cool for being a startup at the time right. and selling weather insurance. And then the whole, that whole job, you know, it just seemed to change about every year because it, with it being a startup, they were moving extremely quick and growing really fast. And so when I started, it was weather insurance and then we moved to crop insurance and then they started buying other companies and then we got bought by Monsanto and then that's when the whole field view climate stuff came into and then they sold off the crop insurance division and then I went with the crop insurance division. I see. And so... At the end of the day, I think I was there for four years, and it felt like I had, I think, four different, I had checks come from four different companies Yeah. over those four years. And yeah. it was, I mean, it was fun, and it opened my eyes up to a lot of different things, but realized kind of quickly that the whole corporate world was not my cup of tea. So right. that's when I started looking for something like Finnick to where right. it allowed me to get back to the farm more often, <clears throat> but yet still go out and meet new people. Right. And you've been with us for... How long? Since 2017, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Or 2016. Yeah, so five, six years, yeah. roughly. Yeah, and uh, the area has grown a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot of business in Indiana, and uh, it's a big state. Oh, so I still can't get to it all. Right. I mean, the southern part and the northern part, and you know, you're pretty much right there in the center, just uh, east of Indy. What an hour. Yes. Yeah, I'm smack dab in the middle of Indy and Dayton. So right. 45 minutes from Dayton and an hour from Indy. Sweet. And so, yeah, I don't do nearly as much cold calling as I used to. I guess I've gotten to the point now where I've been in this long enough where guys will call me if they need something. Right. And I try to keep those relationships that I have have built up to this point. Right. Keeping those going. Right. And that's something we've talked about on other podcasts with other guys is, you know, at what point, you know, what's our driver? You know, today I think it's a lot of past relationships, keeping those going. But, you know, I think the Tractor House, the YouTube, the podcast, the Twitter, all that stuff, I think guys will find you through that if, if they want to find you. Yeah. Would you agree? or? I mean, I think it's kind of been a, a game changer here in the last year and a half with how the uh, COVID has you know really affected the farm shows and stuff right. like that you used to get a lot of leads from that to where right those were non-existent and now with us doing more on youtube more on tractor house you're reaching out that way and these guys are still calling because of that to where right you're able to build new relationships with that which i've had a lot a lot come from that right it's and it's real interesting being that fort wayne farm shows next week um, you know, we already had the Indie Farm Show, which we all knew would be kind of iffy. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. I thought it was the best Indie Farm Show that I've ever personally right. been to. Right, The traffic was good. I think people, at least around here, were just, you know, looking to get out and exactly. see what it, was out there. It was good. And, you know, Fort Wayne, it's always kind of one of the best. It's right there with Louisville. So it would be real interesting to see what Fort Wayne brings. Yes. You know, I think there will be plenty of people there. But are they going there just because they always kind of did? Or do they really have to go there to discover and learn about products? I think it's a little bit of both. Also, yeah. I talk to a lot of guys that are out there just cruising just because yep. it's something to do on a you know a bad weather day. Right. But then there's definitely those guys that are there on a mission. Right. And 
really are trying to get something out of that trip. You right. got somebody there that's, they got this one specific little problem and they're like, what do you think? And they try to pick your brain a little bit and just try to figure you out. And it's a lot easier to do that face to face than what it is on the phone. You can really get a read on somebody to see what they're trying to convey to you. And yeah, and it's, you know, the show after that, of course, is Louisville, which is mid-February. And I think a lot of decisions for spring get made between January 1 and February 1. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think the Louisville show, especially for the Southern guys, you're kind of too late, yeah. especially with the, the lead times that we're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas Fort Wayne, you want to order something for spring, there's a good chance we can get it to you yet. Right. So I think that makes that show mm -hmm. even better too. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I got a guy that is down in North Carolina and he's thrown up the idea on row cleaners. And I asked him, I said, well, how, how far are you out on playing? And he said, oh, I'm about a month and a half away. Yeah. So I would say no one likes waiting until the last minute, especially this year. Honestly, I think, I know we don't like doing it and right. growers definitely don't like doing it with how thin everything is. Right. Yeah, and like you said, this year's one of those ones especially. But luckily here for us, uh, somehow we're, we're able to keep inventory. I mean, we're pretty good at, you know, right now we're sitting decent. But that was a lot of work on the front end. Right, just ordering and ordering. Mm -hmm. and It's a lot of risk. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, obviously you don't get a lot of inventory by, you know, without sticking your neck out there. you got to pay for it all at some point, whether you sell it or not those invoices from the manufacturers are going to come. They give you just enough rope to hang yourself with, is what Jeff Horley always says. <laughs> He'll give you just enough rope to hang you from a tree because, you know, within that given time frame, if you don't sell it, all of a sudden you're going to be writing a check for it, and you take that risk. And But I think we've done a good job yeah. talking between salesmen and figuring out what we need. Mm -hmm. Same thing all these fertilizer retailers are fighting right now. Right. How much of this 28 do they want to store, how much they can actually get their hands on. Right. I'll say it's industry-wide, not just right. equipment. I know. I talked to a guy in Missouri today. He locked his in his anhydrous at 1550, and he knows a guy not too far from him that locked in at 850. Well, he also knows that they're pulling out of the same bottle. <laughs> so, you know, how's that work? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, at their co-op, they've got just the, the huge bottles they pull out of. and. At the end of the day, when they both need something, who are they going to exactly. let go first? Exactly. And the 850 guy bought first. You know, <laughs> it's, so it's like, I don't know, there's going to be some arm wrestling going on by, before it's over. It's a situation I don't want to be in. Right. Yeah, I was talking, As a to, farmer. A, yeah, I was talking to a guy the other day, and I, he was on the fence. He's on the fence about buying an applicator, and he's like, yeah, I've basically been hunting for Roundup all day today, so I really haven't had time to look at pictures because I sent him pictures of it and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, I've been hunting down Roundup all day. And he's like, yeah, it's like over $80 a gallon right now, so it's yeah. like impossible to find <laughs> is what yeah. he was telling me. So, Yeah. <coughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, we've got a lot of projects going on in the shop right now. Um, we talk about the project we just brought in. Yeah, so we are doing a uh, tender trailer, semi-trailer, yep. and we are putting a uh, three-inch pump on it, John Blue wet seal. We are doing a 60-gallon inductor, and then we're doing a Dura product injection system with yep. a hose reel. And then we're trying to figure out how to put five, no, we're having six 
he wants six totes on this trailer as well with minimum deck space so we're figuring out how to build the rack and where we can use the max amount of space and get everything that he needs on there so it's it's a challenge but we have the people that are able to do it right and i think that project right there and i'm going to try and document the project quite a bit to throw it on youtube and everywhere for guys to see it but I think that project kind of encompasses what we do here. You know, no one really makes the exact kit to do all of that. Sure, uh, you know, there's a company that makes the hose reel and the Dura products for all the metering and pumps, but then he wants six totes and, and then he wants the hose reel to swivel. And, you know, there's some, the customizing of it is, is what the shop guys are just, they're out there, their minds are going 100 mile an hour. Well, so I'm sure I'm not always their favorite person, too, because what I have planned in my head, what will work, is not always reality. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes I walk out there and uh, I got a crazy idea in my head, and they look at me like, you are out of your mind, you know. But I don't know of anything that I have thought up that I haven't been able to do yet, either. So that's, that's true. I haven't been able to stump them there yet. That's true. No. But they always do say, whenever we get get something in they're like well who sold this one and we say adam they kind of cringe a little bit because they know something's going to be wrong with it yeah yeah right <laughs> well they know dang well cody didn't sell it <laughs> uh, but um if the floor needs swept or something he's on it <laughs> but uh you know those projects are uh, a big part of what we do you know um customizing of the planner kits you know how many of those have you sold oh i've it seems like I'm having one about every day right now, or at least guys that are talking to me and right. figuring out how we want to go about customizing their planner, in which the shop is getting really good at now integrating these uh, these uh, tank kits and then putting the pump, the section valves, the red balls, all within this tank bracket to where, I mean, it looks like it came straight from the factory. Like, right. Honestly, it's kind of amazing what they're able to do at the moment and right. how clean they make it look. Right. And like I know a case planner, we put a 750 gallon tank on it and then we're building a metal tank sight gauge out of it as well to yep. where, I mean, it looks like it came straight from the factory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dad mentioned the other day that we need to do a podcast with Sam and Devin. I think that'll be an interesting <laughs> one. I know Sam was talking the other day about Louisville and I was like, well, are you coming down for the show? And he kind of halfway talked like he was. That'd be a good time to do a recording. I think they would like it. Oh, I think they would love it, and and you know, they, I think they would they would benefit see a lot of it. Yeah, too, oh, yeah. they would definitely benefit from it. Not not that they need something to benefit from, but you know, a lot of them are probably like, you know, where are these ideas coming from? You know, when they see it all, you know, they would meet the Salford guys. They would meet a lot of these people that we work with, and and they would mm -hmm. just kind of it would come full circle. That's the best thing about Louisville, in my opinion, is right. the amount of different people there. There's always a different way of doing it, and right. that's the one place you can always find a different way of thinking. Right. Walking around that show in the morning is the best part of the day. Get there a little bit early, um, walk around, get to see all the different booths and the new products and meet with the reps, and yeah, <clears throat> because as soon as the show starts, it's a blur from there. Yeah. And fighting through the crowd and... There's just people after people, and so, I don't know. I, I had some guys question whether or not we're going to have that show this year, but I, I, don't, I don't see it not happening. It's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of seems like we're just a little yeah. too close. Well, and I got an email from them the other day, 
asking them, or it was just like a promotional email from the National Farm Machinery Show. I mm -hmm. mean, if they had any inkling on canceling it, I doubt they'd be promoting it. I think it would have to be federally done for right. the to be right. closed. Right. Cool. Yeah, I would say everybody at that show, as far as who runs it, has every intention of that thing going on. For right. Sure. Right. Um, so, Kevin, let's talk more about um, your side of things. You know, um, let's talk about we kind of skipped over like your family side and stuff. What have you got at home as far as family? So I've been married since uh, 2014. Uh, have two kids, a boy that's two and a half, and a little girl that's getting uh, about to be ten months now. And ten so, months. Yeah, she is just getting to the point where you know she's pulling up and crawling, and now yep. trying to walk already. So yep. I mean, she went from crawling to wanting to walk in about two days. Right. Yeah. And then Eli is just now getting to the point where he's really starting to get into you know sports, playing ball and stuff like that. So yeah. it's been a there's not a dull moment at my house. I can imagine. And there's that. nothing that's getting done between five and seven thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than toys being played with and stuff making a mess. Luckily, we get them get to go to bed relatively early, and they're good sleepers to where I can't get something done after that. But that's the secret. Like how early though? Seven thirty to eight. They're usually out. Wow. Jesus. That's awesome. Mine. We kind of start the process a little at eight fifteen, eight thirty. And by the time it's all said and done, it's usually nine. But yeah, I need to get in bed earlier. I'll say if we if they go to bed at nine, we're usually paying for it the next day. Yeah, it was grumpy. Yeah, well maybe that's my problem. <laughs> kids are grumpy every day. Okay, huh. so you got kids at home, and you're just north of Richmond. Just north, about ten minutes north of Richmond. And right. We have a family farm there. We farm about five hundred fifty acres. Yep. Me, my dad, and grandpa. Yep. And, uh, keeps us busy and we do a lot of custom work harvest custom harvest work as well i see so i see stay busy yeah <clears throat> the indiana the state of indiana is of course really diverse but there's a lot of big farms over there yes. like you get to the northern side where there's the seed you get down south there's big farms um man indiana is just wide open yeah randolph county henry county has quite a big Quite a few big farmers and then ohio right there you know preble county dark county has a uh -huh, right. decent amount of farmers yeah and so we also have amish in my area too so we see a lot of those guys yep amish guys pushing to our area yep coming from pennsylvania so i see definitely a lot of diverse things going on there in my county i see so you are randolph uh wayne, wayne. i live here wayne i live i don't know probably a quarter mile from the randolph county line i live I two minutes from the state line Got it. So I'm right smack dab in the corner. Yep. I see. I see. Um, so with the Fort Wayne Farm Show coming up next week, I think we're going to bring pretty much the same stuff that we had at Indy. Um, you know, other than we're going to put some row cleaners on the S2S, but what, what other products have you guys seen that have just been fire hot in the last three months that you didn't really expect it to be that way? Uh, I guess I've seen a little resurgence in uh, guys wanting wraparound road cleaners. Around no-till cores? Yeah. yeah. I, I've had probably five five calls here in the last two weeks on that. Really? I think I went two years without really getting any calls on it. Really? Now, the thing is, I mean, they can't, uh, can't get them at the moment, but... Do you think these guys always ran no-till colders just without road cleaners? Or are they just now putting no-till colders on their planter 
and then want road cleaners to go with them. I think it's guys that either they ran no-till coolers and are looking to something to get the trash out of the way to where they're not hairpinning anymore. Right. And I think it's also guys that are buying, you know, a new planter this year. I think a lot of that's too where they've been running this planter for the last six years right. or upgrading this year and are looking to put wraparound road clears because the hmm. old ones went with the old planter. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. I <clears throat> I hadn't really heard much of that personally. I mean, I've, I've had one or two guys talk about it, but I mean, I, I always tell them, I'm like, there's a reason why we take that no-till colder off. And well, that's, that's a whole other podcast. Right. But, but in, you know, we've got plenty of the other style. Right. Of course. But. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell them. I'm like, there's a reason why I hmm. have this X amount in stock. Right. Of this. One. I wouldn't have guessed that product. Me, me neither. Yeah. Which I guess is the whole reason for the question. For me, mm-hmm. it, it's probably the fertilizer spreaders, the BBIs. Like, I've taken a lot of calls for them. I know Seth has sold a ton up his way lately. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, with, you know, there's a place for everything, but with the push for banning fertilizer and, and all that, but I think it's the, it's the fur, everyone it seems is changing the type of fertilizer they're using. If they were liquid, they're anhydrous. If they were anhydrous, they're dry. <coughs> and so they're having to buy new equipment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm just seeing a ton of guys going dry spreaders. Yeah, it, for just for me, it was basically just fertilizer in general. Whether it's throwing fertilizer on the planter or a twenty-eight applicator, anhydrous applicator, you know, like you were saying, depending on whatever product they were able to get their hands on, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I'll say. I guess on the fertilizer side, from what I have been, I have sold a boatload of these uh, twenty-nine ninety-six parallel linkage right. fertilizer. Right. I want to talk more about that down to uh, Louisiana. There's a bunch of sugarcane growers down there between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and all of them now are switching to banding their fertilizer right next to the sugarcane because I guess in the previous years they've always done it through their irrigation pivots. I see. Well, now that they are just getting oodles and oodles of rain every year, they don't necessarily need to use the irrigation because they already have loads of rain. I see. Now they don't have, they never had a good way of putting this fertilizer on if they don't go through the pivots. So. Yep. I think last year I sold, I think, six coolers to one guy. And he must have been the guy in the middle of all of it because now it seems I have a guy or two a week now calling because they're looking for these coolers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sold like how many down there? Uh, it's, I think, between 150 now and 200. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. But, you know, it makes a lot of sense if they used to do it with pivots, but you don't need to run the pivot. How in the world are you going to get it on without a ground right. rig? Yeah. And Yetter makes a heck of a fertilizer colder. And being efficient with it, too. Right. Yep. Right. And that's, you know, that, that's an amazing thing, too, is that, you know, they're, they're in New Orleans. I never would have thought that our Ohio dealership would be servicing that. Mm-hmm. Especially sugar cane. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> when right. the first guy right. called and says he grows sugar cane, I'm like, I've never seen that. <laughs> right. But it's, you know, it, it, it goes back to the inventory. We're the mm-hmm. only ones that have them. Yep. Yeah. And, and we ordered a pile of those because it's what we use on all the applicators. And that, that's the thing. We, when we're gauging inventory, we always use our gut on, on customers. How many would customers buy? But what we have to start looking at too is how many are we going to sell because other dealers won't have it? That's a whole other token. Mm-hmm. And, and so not only do we have to take care of our customers, we have to take care of everyone else's too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I sent, I, I know, I, I sent probably 17 of them down to Texas last year for the exact same reason. Yeah. Guy couldn't get them. And yeah. so he was doing it. He's side dressing his, uh, side dressing his, uh, what was he growing? Cotton. He's side dressing his cotton with it. I see. So, it, I mean, yeah. just randomly, a guy from Texas, he, this guy lives like not even 10 minutes away from the Mexican border. And I see. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, I, I can't get these things. Nobody knows anything about them. He's like, you obviously do, and blah, 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 this and that. And he's like, why don't you send me 17 of them? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, I never would have dreamed that we'd have the stretch that we do. No, we're going to have to make a trip down to New Orleans here soon, I guess. I agree. Well, the Commodity Classic's down there this year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. in uh, early March. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah, that'd be a blast. I went down there with Worley probably five or six years ago, and it was in New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, that's something to see. We should really think about that. <laughs> that'd be awesome. we got to talk to Boston to it first. Well, just Kevin and I were going to. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. I'm going to go. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. Have you? Mm-mm. Oh, it's something to see. It, well, maybe it, Kevin and I should just go. It is unbelievable. Home. Just the amount of people. It, it's like a circus all day. They had a parade every evening that we were there at like 5 p.m. A parade down, oh, I forget what's that popular street, Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then there's just, uh, everywhere you look, there's someone juggling or riding a unicycle, just doing things for money. Mm-hmm. Just for, you know, one buck, a dollar, you know, tip them. Everyone's got a tip jar. I mean, as far as you can see, it, it, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. <laughs> Every, there's, you walk down all these streets and there's just a little store and a little store and a bar and there's a door and I don't know, it's crazy. And it, everything's kind of run down. Like, it's not in great shape. I mean, the buildings are, uh, I kid you not, they're leaning. The, the balconies are, are sloping down. Mm-hmm. People are sitting up there like there's no problem. Yeah, it's it's something else. It's something to see, but it it's pretty crazy. So we may have to go down the commodity classic. But uh, what else are you seeing from customers? You know, right now, obviously planters are hot. Applicators have been pretty good. I'll say it seems like tillage. I mean, sulfur tillage. There seems to be a lot of calls on that here lately. Right. And sulfur tillage, uh, planter. Row cleaners still, you know, whether it be you know the wraparound or the short floating row cleaner, right. still probably is more popular. A right. lot more calls on that. Closing wheels are starting to pick up now. Yeah, they're and pretty quick. Always get. I guess I probably talk to three or four guys a week on fertilizer options and the best ways that I have seen out there. Whether you know people are wanting to do the two by two by two or you know dribbling out the back is really starting right. to become popular for a lot of guys. And you're talking on the planner, right? On the planner, yep. Yep. And so is this talking through that because I guess there's not necessarily a right right or a wrong way to do it. It all depends on each grower's situation. Right. So it's talking through how they're going about it, what they want to go, and what they're wanting to see out of their units. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how you'll have a phone call and a guy will say, I I need fertilizer options, and it's got to go three and a half inches in the ground. And the next guy... He says, you know, I, I really don't care. Just I want something simple. And it, it's two totally different products. And it's amazing. Both guys are going to raise good corn. 
mm-hmm. is what's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. There's not one of them that's going to have a trash year unless, you know, weather plays a part. But, you know, that's what's amazing, you know. Yeah. There's, yeah. Since starting here, there's never been more, I guess, you know, something that's really smacked me in the face and uh, agriculture. There is absolutely no one way to do something. It doesn't matter whether it's fertilizer, tillage, cover crops. Right. There's mm-hmm. not a one size that fits all. Right. Right. Yeah. It, you know, you have guys say, well, is that going to be expensive? Well, what's your definition of that? Or, you know, is that going to do this? And everyone's got their own definition of, of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys say you're not putting it in the ground unless you're six inches deep. And some guys are happy with a half inch below the soil. So it's, yeah, everything is just changing all the time, and no two planters are the same. Depending on their soil type, I mean, it could absolutely, you know, make someone a ton of money. It could absolutely burn someone, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's probably the hardest thing about this job, was what took me the longest, is really trying to figure out every scenario, what works best in those scenarios. Right. Yeah, and that just comes with... Experience. Right. Yeah, and sometimes you give the wrong suggestion and learn the hard way and sometimes you you give the right one and the guy just says man that was the best thing ever and um but i really enjoy getting out i cannot wait until this spring we've sold so much cool stuff in the last 12 months it's going to be running this spring whether it's y drop toolbars for you to see or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is um I, i enjoy going out and watching the stuff run that's when you really find out if the good idea you had here in the shop truly was a good idea or not. <laughs> right. right. Is that colder, is it going to plug up, or is it actually going to make it through that residue? Or yeah. are those Martin Rowe cleaners that you promised would, would go through any trash, is it going to clear through that eight-foot-tall rye? Yeah, I would say I've seen some 85-bushel bean trash really give me some fits here this past year, which how many times before last year have I ever seen 85-bushel beans? This wasn't too often. Right. Yeah, I, I can't wait until spring. We can see all these planter jobs going, see this tender trailer uh, in action. Hopefully they'll send videos. But we try to get out and fly the drone and, and get feedback from the customers because that, that lets us know, yeah, that worked and we can do that again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when it really gets fun because, you know, we kind of been in hibernation in a sense as far as in the field since basically July because we don't do a whole lot with harvest. But... I can't wait to get back out into side dress and planning and just that's just getting that customer feedback is is awesome mm-hmm. and we're, we're set up to where we always have the parts typically a guy calls in needs something we've got him covered yep. and then we've got the service trucks lined up mm-hmm. you know you look back last year all we had was the the 550 or the 450 with mm-hmm. the the custom bed we'll have the ambulance this year yep. um, so I think I think we'll be ready to rock going out on 450 calls and stuff like that. For well, planters in general. Yeah. Well, or on pre-plant anhydrous and stuff like that. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. We'll be able those, to cover Those guys. phone calls are getting ready to kick in, and those are those are going to be coming hot and heavy here real quick. Right. Yeah, they'll be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Especially on the technology side. It's great when it works, but, man, it's frustrating when it doesn't. There's right. always going to be a time it does yep. Right. And I try to always have backups, you know, if a guy gets this rate controller, well, we could technically make a 450 work if we have to, or, you know, if you're going to sell a technology, you got to make dang sure you got some support behind you. 
and and we get that with most of them. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I would not want to sell a bunch of computer stuff and not have guys in your pocket. Yeah, it just a lot of it's so hard to test before you get to the field too. And a lot of these companies that we're selling, like Surefire, for example, they have a great Indiana rep that yeah, he, Drew is really good at what he does. Yeah, so I know there's a lot. Of, Situations where I've been in the last couple of years that uh, Drew was able to hook up right to the rate controller and figure it out pretty darn quick. So, right. Mm-hmm. right. And there's a lot more. You know, there's luckily we work with a lot of Drews. Uh, yeah. You got yeah. Woody over there at FDS. Yes. Yep. Yep. We're going to be doing a podcast with him here soon. Yep. So, yep. He's our, our go to on all of our plumbing stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of our Raven stuff, anhydrous. He's a whiz. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he's a. Yeah. He's sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we need to cover, Kevin, that we haven't? You know, we covered your background but and, and pretty much what you do on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you're full-blown sales. Yes. Yeah, right. I'll say it depends on who gets who gives me a call and what they're needing. It's kind of where I week-to-week my schedule changes. Right, right. And I try to get out there as much as I can, especially like on these planner setups, trying to get the eyes on the planner and seeing right. how we can fit everything and what this guy is wanting how to, you know what's the pump set up whether it be ground drive electric right hydraulic so right yeah it's pretty much go time right now yes. though i mean now through june it's going to be a sprint mm-hmm. and well a marathon because it lasts so long but you know what i try to do is work with the sales guys and just you know aid in any way i can whether i need they need help quoting or delivering or whatever because I know there's you can get bogged down real quick and you forget to deliver this or and uh, we all work together really well I think bouncing hey what's our cost on this and, and we call Seth and he he helps us pan test this or whatever but I think we all work together collectively to get to get something sold right and I, I think that helps a lot value and trades and all that so it helps me a lot too just being a remote employee to where I'm right. not up here at the office that often right mm-hmm. right and I I, it, I always say it but you don't really need to know anything you just need to know where to find the information mm-hmm. you know hey what's this what's this well let's not guess on it let's just keep digging and, and find out whether we need to ask Devin or or wherever let's just dig in and find it because you start assuming and it'll get all screwed up yes it'll be and like that your rear end. it'll be like that semi that left here today with that load. I'll show that to you, Kevin. Jeez. You didn't get to see that, did you? What? <clears throat> the uh, the rotary hoe that left today. No. On the yeah, you check out your Snapchat. Yeah. We had a guy call. He a customer set up this pickup mm-hmm. of a rotary hoe interceder bar, and me and Dad and Cody were talking about it yesterday. I said, well, "Why don't you call the driver and find out if he wants it folded or unfolded." And dad called him. He says, oh, I need, I need it folded up. All right. Well, he gets here and he's got a detached trailer. So, of course, you got the well and then it goes up and over the back tires. Well, we set this rotary hoe on that step up over the tires, but there wasn't enough room for the whole thing to sit on there. So he wanted a little block to sit under one of the jacks. And it, it's pretty sketchy. <laughs> it was extremely sketchy. 
But, it's about uh, like that Kenzie player that left here that one day. That dude had that thing riding on three different point or blocks on three different points. I don't know how in the world it ever got to where it was going. But the one with the nutrient pros on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one out that, to Iowa. That driver had his work cut out that day. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Kirk Anderson. I'll have to ask him if he hauled it or who hauled that. Yeah. I don't remember. Hmm. Okay, well, that's all I've got. You guys watched the Bama game. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep at halftime, so I guess I watched the first half. Yeah, I was rooting for Georgia the whole time. Oh, yeah, I'm glad they won. Um, I really honestly didn't watch it. I was in bed at 8.30, and yeah, it was I, nice. I don't know why, but something inside of me wanted wanted me to watch it. Not, I'm glad I did, but I mean, it was kind of an uneventful game, really. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, it got good in the late third quarter and into the fourth, but um, you know, Alabama had some hurt receivers that really hurt them. And um, I was telling Cody yesterday, I'm really torn on. You know, I think Stetson Bennett's pretty good, but I think both quarterbacks had room for improvement in that game. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah. The way I look at it, it's officially basketball season. Is there anything uh, else that really matters? Oh, my gosh. They're so coming from I a was hoping Purdue we fan. can make it through the podcast <laughs> without talking about Purdue. But Kevin, of course, has a love for Purdue. And, and uh, Purdue basketball. They just happen to be getting lucky right now. And they're winning some games. In the Mackey Arena. They're going through a little bit of a slide right now. They have a pretty good basketball. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's best. Ugly. It's best for them to have that now. Yeah. You know, get through that. I think every team has their ugly stages. Yeah. It's Ohio just when State they go through is, it. Is on the up climb right now. And say we'll probably yeah. once we play Ohio State, I'm sure we'll probably drum them by forty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. It'll just be off to the races from there. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we beat them in football this year, which is good. But we got to be careful, you know. We've got a lot of customers that are big Purdue fans, so I can't, you know. We can't bash them too much. That's right. That's right. And Purdue is awesome. Yeah. But, no, they have been good in basketball. They have. Mm Mm-hmm. But. Yep. I'll never forget the year that they that Ohio State beat them when we were down at Louisville. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I wanted to cry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. Kevin was talking it up the whole week. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to smoke them. Well, we, we went to a restaurant and watched the game. Kevin was pretty quiet. <laughs> oh, that was great. But Well, I think that's all I've got for today. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, you know where to find the podcast because you found this one. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll get it uploaded. It'll be in the email blast and all that. But we're going to continue to deliver content uh, weekly. So thanks, Kevin, for coming on. And Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We appreciate it. Thanks, to everyone, for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks for guys. tuning in.